Previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. Exactly 7.41, time check on Algoa FM. And with uh, the dire situation, Nelson Mandela Bay uh, fight itself in with uh, the low dam levels, etc. We joined again in studio by Director of Water and Sanitation of the Metro, Barry Martin. Barry, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning to you and Lee and good morning to your listeners. Water is still uh, flowing out of the taps, Barry. Where are we standing with uh, day zero? Uh, firstly, our average dam levels are between 14 and 15 percent at the moment, and there's been some uh, trickle into our dams over the last couple of days since the rain a couple of weeks ago, and that has been very encouraging and keeping pushing us uh, day zero further into the future. But obviously, there's still concern that our water consumption remains relatively high, although the last seven-day average has come down to about 245 to 250 in that that region. It still needs to drop to below 230. The target has always been that. And and, uh, so we're still constantly working towards that while we're still doing all our other construction projects to to bring more water into the system as well. And uh, the the recent rains did uh, help about a couple of days for us, I see. Yes, if you just take Churchill Dam alone, uh, Churchill was at 7% uh, yeah. uh, uh, at the time, and it's come up to about 16% at the moment. So that is almost a, a, a 100% increase to where it was before. However, we can't jump it down to mm-hmm. say, hey, we're all out of the woods. Mm-hmm. There's all um, about 80-plus percent of dam storage still to go. So um, we celebrate the small gains, but we must be very mindful and conscious of where we're finding ourselves. Barry, you mentioned work that is being done. What is, in fact, being done to avert a day zero? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, we were starting to get a very dire situation, and we, uh, we as, as a result of high water consumption, were taking a lot of water out of the Churchill and Porfu system. Mm. The in Porfu Dam, we had to stop taking the barge because it was so low we couldn't operate the pumps anymore. Therefore, we switched to Churchill, and with Churchill taking all the, the brunt of it, we had to say what is there. We were at a point there was only seven days storage yeah. left in Churchill, so we had to cut it down to 25 megs per day. So the original red zone that originated in that we uh, promoted throughout the city became a very big area, almost a whole uh, southern and, and central mm. areas right up to New Brighton, Kwasakele and Deal Party areas were actually then affected. And that was the case for about two or three weeks until we were able to uh, reach the deadline of, of um, commissioning the Kwanabushle pump station, which is a multi-directional pump station, which then allowed us to uh, take some of the water from Noitgedacht and pump it over into the Churchill uh, pipeline. And through that, augmenting the water that we're taking from Churchill and therefore the increased uh, red zone that was then originally anticipated was then reduced to the uh, uh, red zone that we originally promoted uh, for should a day zero occur. Barry, also, um, obviously, water leaks play a major role. I know the fixing of that. Is that on course? Um, How are you doing there? Yes, um, water leaks has always been on course for us. I mean, two years ago, we threw a a, a line in the sand and said, listen, this is it. This is our target. We have to work at it. Since that day, about July 2020, we have fixed more than 50,000 leaks in the metro. And uh, that was... More than 50,000? Yes. Good grief. And the last uh, two to three weeks uh, when the minister uh, started visiting us and the intervention uh, team also visited us, he put a target to us. He said, take this backlog away. 
mm-hmm. remove this backlog because it also provides a bad perception to our public as well. Yeah. We are asking to save water, but there's still leaks that we need to attend to. And what we've actually done is the project team then sat together. Our existing contractors that we had, we say, you have to bring in additional resources. And that was the, uh, done in the first week. We uh, did about 2,000 leaks. Up to date, we've basically eradicated that lot of 3,128. We're sitting at 3,600 at the moment. So that original target has been eradicated, mm-hmm. and we're just dealing with the, day, the day-to-day. We get about five to 700 leaks reported a week. But what we found also in the last three weeks, because maybe because of the impetus that has happened uh, and the response from us as a municipality, more leaks. The one, leak, uh, one week there was 1,900 leaks reported as well. So those are all being done at the same pace and at the same So we are looking at towards the end of the week, also dealing with what has ever been reported and then putting a sustainable plan in place. So what is reported in that week, we're able to deal with in that week as well. Barry, you know, I, I exclaim good grief at the 50,000 leaks, not only because they've been fixed, but just at sheer shock at, uh, you know, just the the amount of leaks. Because if you fixed 50,000, how many were there to begin with? Are there any plans to upgrade infrastructure and to be, you know, more proactive going forward? I think what we're experiencing now is actually a snapshot in the water business the total water business, what we have to manage on a day-to-day basis. When you look at water demand management, you look at pressure management, you look at asset uh, replacement, which means your meters are replaced because they are like your cash register. They must work properly so that people get accurate bills, but we also get accurate uh, income for for what we've uh, uh, produced for the public. But we must also see that the pipes are working, the bulk pipes, our reservoirs are working, our pump stations are working. So all of this throughout the years has always been in the back in the back office if I can call it that but the need to maintain and have skilled staff and sustainable staff at the back office dealing with this on the day-to-day basis is actually also being highlighted at the at the drought while things are going clicking over from day to day and not too many things are out of sync people don't pay attention to it but this is one of the benefits you can call it of a drought Uh, those glitches in the system is is actually magnified and you have to address them now. Mm. And of course, everyone has to play a role, Barry. I mean, us as residents, if we see the water leaks, report them Mm. and uh, I'd imagine check your your, your, uh, your, your, water meters. meters. If it's it's running and you're not running water in the house, something is is obviously wrong. wrong. Uh, Reporting those? Yes, uh, we have three platforms to uh, report water leaks. Obviously, the 0800-2050-50. There's care. a municipal app that, that is running. Our water leaks at mandelametro.gov.za. We've also got a, a WhatsApp number running that is with the Bay Water Savers. And that's a special device that has been created with the Bay Water Savers website and information that on. And it is not supposed to replace our municipal website. But the benefit of the Bayou Water Savers website is the fact that you don't need data to access that information. So anybody who's got a smartphone can have that. You don't need to have data. And that is one of the true benefits of of that. Uh, We know that the public has also battled to get through sometimes to the 0800 number. We have had many dropped calls, and we're looking at beefing up that in the short term immediately in the next two to three weeks. We want to beef that up as well so that we have uh, uh, call takers there at all time and and have – 
when the people uh, call, when the public call, there's a reasonable time within which the call is taken. Mm-hmm. For the turnaround time. Just yeah. just two final questions from me, Barry. The first one is, I mean, you've mentioned how, you know, what the plans are to avert day zero. Should we get to day zero? Are there any contingency plans in place? And secondly, you mentioned the red zones. I know those have been changing and so on. What are they now, the final? Let me first start off by saying that projects that has been running, we've spoke about Noit Gedag. It's operational at 70 megs per day. And we now, what, where we now is at the integration phase now to integrate that plant to the existing plant to sort out those operational glitches between the two. And that'll take us another two to three weeks. But the plant is running. All systems are go there. We have our, a pump station that we've uh, launched uh, on Monday. We've had the ball projects that is also running. And from the end of July to September, they will come on stream uh, one after the other. And that will bring additional 15, uh, uh, about 20 megalitres per day into the system. So which is also a milestone for us because these are projects that we've initiated in the last drought since 20, uh, 2010 already. We had to do a lot of research in finding the right spot to, to deal with that. So, so that is also in place. However, if our water consumption do not drop to an acceptable level, we will definitely go into a day, day zero situation. And for that, we have developed a contingency plan. Uh, um, people say, no, but we must encourage people to save water. But we, we have to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. And this is our plan B. It's not very convenient to people, but we've uh, constructed strategically located water collection points. Some of these points will still be pressurized with taps. Others will be at strategic location for rainwater tanks that will be filled with trucks that uh, will truck water in. And that is the contingency plan. We will not want to uh, commission them on, and, and things like that, but we have to keep them live. Like in Kwanabushla at the moment, um, uh, there's intermittent water supply, so we've placed the uh, uh, rainwater tanks up. They have water in, and when the water uh, diminishes in the system, the public then have access to that water as, as well. So that is how our contingency plan is, is focused to to breach this gap. And where the, the more densely populated communities, they obviously will have more rainwater tanks or water collection points. There. And then just the red zones? The, the red zones, I would rather... Uh, uh, email you a map and you can put it on your social media because it's very difficult to to explain. But generally, it is the um, the southern southwestern part of of the metro, the Summer Strand area into into New, New Brighton. There are there's a, a patch at um, in Hillside as well as uh, um, Clary Estate area as, as well that will also be affected because that is one of the offtake points of the a bulk supply pipeline and when we run the pumps the pressure will drop off completely and not sufficient water will get into the system there yeah. so we looked at it might uh, might be all right but we we plan for the worst and if the be- better comes we we are grateful for for that and then i think when i get back to the office i can uh, email that to mm. you guys so that you guys can, well. can essentially it's back to that original one the original yeah. one okay. you can go back to the original all one, right yes. so, charlie if i may just give those municipal details again please very quickly to report any municipal issues water leaks in included 0800 2050 Otherwise, you can email waterleaks at mandelametro.gov.za or you can WhatsApp 64 And of course, as Mr. Martins mentioned, you can jump onto the NMBM app. Director of Water and Sanitation for Nelson Mandela Bay Metro, uh, Barry Martin, thank you so much for giving us the latest update. Thank you to you and thank you to your listeners. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.